What if we told you that most of us are addicted to a dangerous drug? In fact, you're probably consuming it right now while listening to this article. No, we're not talking about the internet or social media. We're talking about sugar. And India is the world's largest producer, consumer and exporter of sugar. So we're taking a detailed look into India's sugar industry, the economic impact of sugar and the growing business of sugar alternatives. So fasten your seatbelts and read on. Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Click on the subscribe button to never miss an update from us. Here's your story for today. Our sugar addiction starts right from our wandering ancestors. They ate sugar-rich fruits which gave them energy and helped them store fat. This was something they needed because they were wanderers and didn't know where their next meal was coming from or if it was coming at all. This is why our brain now releases a feel-good chemical dopamine every time we consume sugar. The dopamine kick makes sugar addictive. In fact, it is as addictive as the drugs we've banned. So excess sugar is harmful for our brain and also for our body. You see, most of us now have food security. We don't need to store extra fat in our bodies. But do we consume excess sugar? On an average, India consumes 18 kgs of sugar per capita per annum when we should be having 9. But how did we get so hooked on to sugar? Technically, it's India's fault. If you look at the history of sugar, India was the first country to refine sugar in the world. But even though we may have invented sugar, we aren't fully to blame for it taking over the world. The blame for that kinda lies with the Europeans, especially the British. Once sugar was introduced to Europe, people quickly got addicted to it and soon began colonizing countries to grow sugarcane. India was one such country. We not only provided sugar for Europeans, read British, but also cheap labor in sugarcane plantations. Looking at the high demand for sugar, Indian businessmen also started laying down sugar mills. But while India had a huge demand for sugar, we were still a country that depended on honey and jaggery, healthier sugar alternatives. Some of these businessmen wanted only sugar to rule in India. So they conspired with the colonist rulers to, number one, ban many jaggery-making processes, reducing supply, and number two, create thicker sugarcane that was difficult to crush in traditional ways. So now sugarcane farmers only had one customer, sugar mills. Most Indians also had one sweetener, sugar. And so started a problematic sugar saga in India, which has left us with a bitter aftertaste in our mouth. We've already talked about the health problems related to sugar, but that isn't the only problem with this industry. The sugar industry as a whole in India seems highly unsustainable. Why? Let's get back to our story. Thanks to the scheming of some businessmen, sugar became the go-to sweetener. So, sugar prices started rising. Because of this, more farmers started planting sugarcane, causing an excess of sugar, reducing prices. So, farmers stopped producing sugarcane, prices rose again, and this cycle continued. Now, the government obviously wanted to break this cycle. But how? Sugarcanes accounted for three-fourths of the cost of sugar. 
And so, to be fair and to encourage consistent production, it was decided that the price to be given to the sugarcane farmers should depend on the final sales price of sugar, approximately 70% of the sales price. This amount was called the fair and remunerative price, that's the FRP. And this amount was to be paid upfront to the farmers within 14 days of receipt of sugarcane. But this meant sugar mills would be making huge losses anytime sugar prices dropped or supplies increased. For this, minimum support price for sugar was introduced. Because of these regulations, two things happened. Our sugar production increased more and our sugar became more expensive. So we planned on exporting it so that sugar mills could make money. But our sugar was more expensive than other countries. To make exports competitive, the government started giving export subsidies to sugar mills so that they could sell sugar at lower prices and still make profits. Despite this, sugar mills currently owe huge debts to farmers. In UP alone, mills have yet to pay 4,832 crore rupees to farmers. Meanwhile, the government spent 1,800 crore rupees on sugar subsidies in 2021. Understood why we said the industry was unsustainable? But it doesn't need to be. Cutting our sugar intake down could maybe solve this whole problem. In fact, instead of worrying about sugar prices going up because India has curbed exports to only 6 million tons down from 11 million tons, the world should be celebrating. It gives them the perfect opportunity to quit sugar. But what will happen to farmers and sugar mills if we quit sugar? And how did the rest of the world get so addicted to sugar? Stay tuned because all these questions will be answered in our next episode. And for now, it's a wrap on your story for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more tomorrow.